Welcome back. The Bill Michaels Show. On this Friday, Friday the 2nd, we are glad you are with us. Coming up bottom of the hour, our buddy Chuck Freeman is going to be joining us. We'll chat with him about this Brewers deal. Uh, we have not really, and, and I need to get into this, uh, we have not talked a lot about what uh, Goody had to say yesterday. I want to get into that coming up uh, here in just a moment. Um, and by the way, I knew Tawny Katain had passed away. Yes, she passed away two years ago. She was the girl that slid down the hood of White Snake's car in the uh, Here I Go Again video. So, yes, I knew that. She had all kinds of issues. I think she had... Uh, I don't know what she died of, but I know that uh, after a few years of the hard rock life, she did not look good. So I don't know what uh, what all she got into, but nevertheless. Uh, anyway, uh, so and then I want to remind you a week from tomorrow night uh, at seven o'clock, if you're in the Milwaukee area on my 24, you're going to catch uh, the best of the Bill Michael show live from, uh, you know, what we did live from Radio Row in Las Vegas. It's going to be the compilation of the best of, so to speak, uh, of not only on Radio Row, but a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff that we do on opening night, uh, some of the parties that we go to and such. We're going to bring you all the video, the commentary, uh, myself, Grant, Mike, everybody. So uh, look for that coming up a week from tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, my 24 in Milwaukee. It'll be on their streaming platforms as well. But if you want to kind of catch a, a recap of the show uh, the night before Super Bowl, leading you up to Super Bowl and getting you ready for the, all the analysis and such for the big game, you can find it there, again, on uh, My24 in Milwaukee. So we're uh, glad to be a part of My24. And now now we can end up being a, a TV show before it's all said and done. So interesting stuff. Um, I did want to get into some of the things that, that Goody had to say yesterday because – uh, I thought it was rather poignant, uh, to say the very least. Uh, there was a lot of things that he went over that I wanted to kind of reiterate. Now, he started off yesterday by talking about, you know, there was a question about Jair, and you knew it was going to come up at some point, like because there was a lot of questions floating around about whether or not Jair, just by the way he spoke and talked about whether or not he wanted to be here, was he saying goodbye, was he going to be traded? And at the time... We had said, eh, I think it's just Jair being Jair. It's not, I don't think you read too much into some of these things. And Goody had said they had no desire at all to trade Jair. No matter what had gone on, everything that was handled was handled really, really well. The relationship they feel is good. So they had no, no desire to trade Jair. But what I thought was emphatic, and I was glad to hear him say it yesterday, was when asked about Aaron Jones being back. He said, quote, yes, definitely. And then went on to say, quote, he's the heartbeat of our team. That's a huge statement. And so for those that thought, you know, Aaron Jones, he's banged up. He's his, you know, no, he's he's staying. Uh, he a lot of leadership off the field, a lot of leadership on the field. And he he is always good for two games. We know that he's always because he's a running back. Look at what running back in the National Football League plays every game anymore that's the reason you have to have at least two if not three quality running backs because it's always an ankle injury or a sore knee or something something ails them it's just it's the life of a running back that's the reason their their shelf life in the in the national football league is so short which is so amazing because when when aaron aaron jones first came into the league he ran the ball extremely well, and then there was a question about his durability, being a smaller guy. 
And I remember we used to do the the show, uh, the Lodge Kohler kickoff shows on Monday nights up in uh, Green Bay. And he was one of our guests. And I asked him, I said, what what were you going to do that offseason? And he said, I need to go away and figure out how to toughen up my body. And he has done that every offseason since. Now, hamstrings, that's a different thing. That's a different animal. But it wasn't like he was getting banged up like quad bruise and, you know, got, you know, he had the knee issue and he had the hamstring issue. Kind of soft tissue injuries. Didn't have like ankle sprains again. Didn't have a shoulder issue again. Wasn't like he's injury prone and beat up that way. And and he's low. And he's kind of figured out how to take a hit. And the cool thing is being that small, he, he can deliver some hits and fall forward. So for those that were quick to get rid of him, I'm, I was thinking, no, I'm, I'm not getting rid of Aaron Jones. I'm not going to do that. I don't want him to do that. He just It looked like the offense flowed when he came back. He was kind of the straw that stirred the drink. Then what was curious, when asked about Andres Carlson, and he went on and on about being a young kicker and you know how young kickers do and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end he said, we're excited about where he's going. Now that took me back because I thought, okay, I know rookie kickers can struggle. I get it. You got to go away. You got to go to the kicking camp. He Maybe he can be better. But this year, he sucked. Maybe next year, he'll be better. I'm hoping. You know, we all hope. We're Packers fans. We hope he's better. But when you're missing 40 to 49, less than 50%, when you're supposed to have the big leg, when you're missing PATs, and kickoffs aren't necessarily what you'd hope for, I would have loved a follow-up question to Anders Carlson to say, you're excited about where he's going. Where do you feel he's going? I mean, it, it's, it was a very cliche answer, but where, where do you believe he's going? Because he wasn't good. <laughs> so it wasn't like accuracy was his big thing and he needed to add strength to his leg. That wasn't it. It wasn't like accuracy in close was an issue because it was. He wasn't kicking it out of the end zone continuously on kickoffs. That didn't happen. So when they say, when Goody says, we're excited about where he's going, that was the only thing I questioned in that press conference when I said, wait, wait, what? What? You know, (laughs) excited about, unless you're saying, hey, we're excited about where he's going because we're going to ship him the hell out of here. Well, then you got every Packers fan going, oh, hooray, because – of what he cost you throughout the season. Um, So then he talked a little bit about the defensive coordinator. He's glad that Halfley has some head coaching experience. And he, he, you know, he said uh, he will have input on the defensive roster. He will have input on the, the, you know, the position coaches and such. So we kind of expected that. The David Bakhtiari thing was interesting because he talked about David Bakhtiari a long way, still a long way, and, and working hard to come back. He said, quote, he's working hard to come back, and that's where he ended it. He's not coming back with the Packers, but I thought it was interesting when he kind of alluded to the fact that he's nowhere near ready to play. If he thinks he's going to play, like right now, like a whole season, another whole season off, like, no, he's still not there. And that really kind of raised an eyebrow from me. Because, first of all, you're telling anybody that you cut David Bakhtiari to show 
You're not going to trade him away, no. You're going to cut him loose. And you're telling other teams he's nowhere near ready to play? You know, I, I don't know. It it I'm not saying Goody did anything to hurt Bakhtiari on purpose or anything like that, but if I'm listening to that and I'm another team interested in David Bakhtiari, if indeed the Packers cut him loose, I'm like, Phew, I don't know if I even want to bring him in, you know? I think you got to take a look at him if you're any other team, no doubt, but I, I don't I don't necessarily think that for sure that Bakhtiari's nowhere near or you know, not close. So but I hope David Bakhtiari is able to latch on somewhere and I hope David Bakhtiari is is able to play again. Uh, at least close his career out in a positive note and not with a couple of years away because of a really, really ugly knee injury. Uh, then he did say uh, something rather poignant. He said, having success in one year does not mean you're going to have success in year two. The future is bright, but nothing is guaranteed, and that's the mentality we're going to take going into the next season. And I like that. He also talked about uh, there was a culture shift about shift about midway through the season. And I don't know specifically what that meant. I don't know if it meant that, hey, we got rid of a couple. You know, we had a you know guy like Devondre Campbell goes down. Russell Douglas is gone. And then there was a culture. I don't know if he meant that or if there was just a gathering of the minds when the, you know, when the, you know, Jordan Love started hanging out with the offensive line and the wideouts all started getting together and, and such. I, I don't know. But he talked about a culture shift in the locker room. And he then said, I hope that culture shift carries over. Because whatever happened, we all know, was very positive in the middle of this season when it started to then um, come to come to fruition. But what I think everybody was excited to hear, and I know I was, he said, we're in a better space this year for free agency. And he talked a lot about the cap. Then he went on to say and expounded upon it by saying, we won't shy away from impact players if it means pushing things down the road. In other words, if anybody's out, he even talked about impact players, meaning big players, bigger number players. Um, and he said, we won't shy away from that because we can push some stuff down the road. I think the way he looks at it is, I think things progressed a little bit quicker than maybe what they thought. They've got good young talent under contract for some time now. So you know what the windows are in the National Football League two, three years, and if you think you're close and you need to shore up just a couple of holes, you do it. You do it. You don't shy away from the impact players because you do it. If you bring in one or two impact players and they can help your team immediately, then, yeah, you do it because you can get a deeper taste of the postseason this year in preparation for next year, and you know that that third-year window is always the window for up-and-coming quarterbacks before they get a ton of money. So if all of that presents itself, you look, Favre comes in 92, the trade is made, 96, you're winning a championship, four years. Rodgers drafted, gets three years. First year, closing in on 500. The next year, you get to the postseason. After that, you win a championship, three years. You, you know, here's your third-year plan. You had a pretty good season, better than what you expected maybe out of Jordan Love. So you put a couple pieces together this year, everything begins to mature and glue together this upcoming season. The next year, you hit the ground running, you're ready to go. That's kind of the thought. So we're now in a window. The Packers are officially in a window. 
I really believe that. So they're not going to shy away from impactful free agents because you look at what Ron Wolf did, bringing in Reggie White. You look at what Ted Thompson did, bringing in Charles Woodson. Now you look at what Goody's going to do. What's he going to do on that defensive side of the football to complement what you already have on the offensive side, right? I think that's important. Uh, he said outside expectations have changed, uh, and he said expectations next year, it's still about the process. Now the process, I yada, 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 it's blah, 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 whatever. I think the expectations are real, and I think they should be. You know, he said, look, we're the Green Bay Packers. There's always an expectation to get to a championship. That's what we're, we base our seasons upon. But you look at realistic expectations and then the process to get to those expectations, he's looking for things to get better. And I, I honestly believe that things accelerated this year down the stretch. And they got postseason experience, which was huge. So I understand all of that. He talked about draft picks. He said, I'm not afraid to add to the wide receiver room. I want to keep up the competition. I've said that all along. You can never ever have too many weapons. Never. He talked about Rasheed Walker doing a great job. He, with the offseason workouts, he got bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, he talked about how he can play the left and right side, but he said, I want a lot of competition in that room. Zach Tom at the right tackle, he said, uh, you know, he's asked specifically, is Zach Tom going to be the right tackle? Rasheed Walker going to be your left tackle? You know, he said, look, Zach Tom, we believe, can play any position on the offensive line. But he said, the bottom line is, we're going to continue to stockpile, and we want the best five out there. Then he talked again about the defensive coordinator change, and he said, look, uh, they're not going to ship guys off if they go to a 4-3 as opposed to a 3-4. Um, many people are running a 4-2-5, so it's nothing unfamiliar in the NFL, and you've got players that already can do that. Most people are playing nickel and dime anyway. So he said it's, it's going to be nothing new. It's just the aggressiveness of the new defensive coordinator that would then play into that. So – you would assume there's going to be a couple of pieces added, but for the most part, I don't, I don't see anything overwhelmingly dramatic. But those were some of the highlights coming out of Goody's presser from yesterday. So, And we're going to hear a lot of the actuality stuff with Mike Clemens coming up about an hour from now, so don't go anywhere for that. But uh, I wanted to go over that a little bit, and I wanted to get your thoughts on what you heard and what you thought yesterday as Goody spoke and some of the things that you've heard and read since then. So we're going to open up the phone lines, 877-867-1670, 877-867. 1670 uh if you want to give us a shout uh, again 877-867-1670 but uh, i want to kind of pick your brain a little bit and get some thoughts on that when we come back stay tuned stick around we got a whole lot more of the bill michael show this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at one collision county line in menominee falls 262-251-1700 that's one collision county line in menominee falls again 262-251-1700 they fixed up my car my friend's uh, truck got hit going through an intersection somebody just blew the light they hit him and their truck looks like brand. And they just bought that truck. Their truck looks like brand new. It's awesome. The work they do over there is incredible. But more so, it's the way they keep you informed along the way. You keep getting texts on your phone that say, hey, it's going into paint. Hey, we've got a few more parts to get. Hey, it's going to be ready at this particular time. The whole thing, it's right there. It's at your fingertips. So you really kind of kept apprised of what's going on with your vehicle, which is great. That's one collision county line, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. Call them over there, 262-251-1700. 262-251-1700. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We uh, continue on. Enjoying the day today. Enjoying the day. You got Fish Fry Friday. Fish Fry Friday out at Stoley's Hog Alley, Lake Lake Country. In Oconomowoc, they have a great one. And uh, they got that, uh, I talk about it all the time, the salted rye bread. Uh, You don't find that at a lot of places. A lot of places have rye bread, but not the salted stuff. They got the salted rye bread. Oh, so good. So good. Stoll's Old 109 up in Watertown does as well. Great people. Jeff and Alicia, just awesome. Salt of the earth, but also two terrific places. Uh, Great hospitality, great staff. Uh, And whether it's burgers or pizzas or a Friday night fish fry, it's always good. It's Stoley's Hog Alley in Lake Country. And Stoll's Old 109 on County Road R. That is in Watertown. Either place. Can't go wrong, my friends. Can't go wrong. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so again, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Tim listening to us in AZ out in Arizona. Tim, how are you doing today, man? What's up? Glad to have you, Bill. Hey, uh, a couple of things. Uh, well, i got four little things because there's not much on sports going on. First, the TSA recommends that for any flight leaving Mitchell, you should be there two hours before boarding mm-hmm. or before it's takeoff. That's what they right. always say. Sec- second thing, Dan, I heard earlier in the week where you guys are going to be broadcasting from the convention center. And since I only live 100 miles away, I may just make the journey and, you know, come by and see if I can shake hands and say thank yeah. you for all the Green Bay help that you guys have done. Uh, is that is that free to the public or do you got to pay? Um, I think there's a, it's for like the NFL, you buy it with the NFL experience tickets. I don't know if it's, it used to be free, but I think they charge for it now, but I don't think it's a ton of money. So mm-hmm. I, I couldn't honestly mm-hmm. tell you, I didn't look at that, but, um, but we can always let you know next week too, cause there's going to be good days. I just got wind that Donald driver is going to be joining us next Thursday. So if there's a I day you want to come by, fire yeah, that's, uh, let that... three streets down for me when I lived in De Pere. Really? Yeah. Well, there yeah, you go. I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, third thing on uh, this is how good a teacher you are because I listen to you guys all the time. When you said the follow up question on where Anders Carlson is going, I was thinking the same thing. And I said, if this kid ain't can't make kicks between the 40 and 49, he'll have a hard time trying to get a job at Stenny's bus and tables. And, um, <laughs> yep, you know, I agree with that. Or working, at, or, or, or working at the nice ash, you know, or any right. of those, uh, your sponsors. But then the last thing, on the D.C., I don't know much about him, but just like you, I had the same feeling with Jordan Love. Um, I'm not going to come to conclusions. Let's see what he's got to offer and uh, how the defense is going to react. A good point, I think, is because he has been uh, with the defensive backs, and that's the place where we need more shoring. Bill, you and Grant have a safe trip. Look forward to seeing you sometime next week. Oh, last thing. I'm looking at the weather. Dress warm. Yeah, I know. Here's your temperatures. uh, 56 on Saturday, but then after that, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 80% chance of rain, and your temperatures until you leave between 50 and 52. So sorry about that. Well, it's 10 degrees warmer than it is here. I'll take it. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Bill, have a good one, and we'll we'll, we'll hear before you until next week. Bye-bye. You too, bud. Appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board. Yeah, the weather's not going to be – it's not like we're going down to Florida when we were in Miami a few years back where it was 78 degrees every day, and it's not like it was in Arizona Although Arizona last year we got a little bit of rain, but it's not because Arizona at night for the media party outside, that was cold. It was nippy. But uh, I'll take, hey, if it's going to be 55 degrees, Grant, if if it's above 45 degrees, you will find me laying in the backyard listening to Jimmy Buffett. 
Oh, I'm telling you right now, hot tub. I'm I'm bringing it. I'm I've got the speaker packed. Speedo. I thought you were about to say uh, speedo. No, no, I got the speaker packed, not the speedo. No, I got the speedo. No, you're a freak, man. You really are. You're a freak. Uh, I got the speaker packed, and I have thrown a good couple of good cigars in there, and I'm sure they've got good cigars out there, and we're going to get some at Cigars with the Stars. But uh, I've got my cigar case ready to go. I'm in. I can't wait. That might be like if, if it's a tiresome Saturday tomorrow, and maybe we're going to take it easy tomorrow night after we get back, after we do a bunch of social media stuff down on the Strip. Maybe you get back, you rest in the hot tub, or after the big Italian meal that Mike wants to feed us on Sunday, you might find me uh, firing up the stogie, smoking a little bit in the hot tub, uh, listening to a little music back there too. So can't bring the giant speaker; it's just too heavy. We got too much, uh, too much crap. But and, and the biggest thing for us is to try to keep the bag at fifty pounds, but the equipment weighs a lot. So uh, I had to actually go buy an extra bag, and I'd rather just spend the extra fifty bucks to to you know send the extra bag out than. Have to ship it via FedEx for three hundred dollars, so we're going to try that. But yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm fired up, fired up. You're not a cigar smoker, are you? I'm I'm down for whatever. I I think I think part of why I don't smoke cigars is well, I like Swishers and I like Black Miles, but those are like a dollar a piece. So right. I don't I don't think I like those because they're high quality. Yeah. Uh, if you show me the way, <laughs> you you, you got to teach me how. Like. I, I don't even know how to smoke a nice cigar and enjoy it, so you have to show me the ropes. Oh my goodness! Uh, okay, um, <laughs> that's, that's all right. We'll do that. What's wrong with Good. a black and mild? What's wrong with yeah, a nice, delicious you know, Swisher Sweet? A, a Swisher Sweet is what I used to grab when I was in high school. You know, to try to be cool. You know, the Tipperillo, for God's sake. They still are cool. They haven't stopped being <laughs> <No>. cool. <laughs> it's like Swisher Sweet. What the hell? I'll bring you. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'll bring you a, uh, sweet baby Jane out of the Drew estate, uh, collection. You'll like that smaller cigar has a little bit of flavor to it, but it's still a cigar because <laughs> Swisher sweets, not a cigar. That's a step above one of those candy cigarettes you, <laughs> you used to get when you were a kid. That's okay. <laughs> That's just fine. I'm not a, I'm not a man of means. I don't need the finer things in life to have a good time. That's one of my oh. best qualities. My God, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Any cigar smoker just fell out of their car and off their chair. But you know what? I've always said to each their own, because there's some people that don't like flavored cigars at all or infused cigars at all, So and they're hardcore. So everybody to each their own, but nevertheless. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. When we do, we're going to talk some Brewers baseball. Uh, we're going to talk with our buddy Chuck Freeman. He might have smashed a bobblehead last night. Who knows? Chuck's going to join us talking about this Corbin Burns deal coming up next on the Bill Michael This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael Show, we continue on. And uh, you got to the Brewers making a deal last night. We found out uh, about mid-evening, about dinner time yesterday, Corbin Burns had been traded away. Uh, you get a couple of players, the MLB-ready players in return, and then you get yourself a draft choice. But uh, Corbin Burns, man, 
Cy Young Award winner on the open market, looking for about $300 million. I I was a little bit disappointed. I thought it was in the scales. I thought it was a little light for the Brewers in return. But you knew you had to get rid of them. You didn't want them to do it. You wanted them to go for it. But ultimately, the responsibility of the team, you knew it was coming. They kind of did the right thing. But I just was a little disappointed in what they they got in return. To talk more about it, uh, fresh out of some kind of an REO Speedwagon stalker fest, our guy is Chuck Freeman. Chucker, how you been, pal? Doing well. I'm just in the middle of watching the Badgers. <laughs> watch, watching the Badgers blow out Nebraska last night, thinking things are going well. They're up 19 right. points. The Burns news breaks. I just checked my phone. And said, I don't see how much the Badgers have won by. Tie game? What? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What happened? Kick, kick it a beanbag, man. I get it. Oh, kick it a beanbag. Yeah. Not with so, you on this. Uh, I'm with you on Burns. I, I think they didn't yeah. get enough return on this. I don't think they did. I, uh, I like I said. I mean, I think. It, it, look, it's 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 just disappointing because I I just thought if it's Corbin Burns, you're going to get a third baseman that's ready to go, and yep. then you're going to get like maybe a, a top prospect and then a draft choice or two. But uh, you get a guy that's questionable coming out of their minor league system. Now, the one thing I will say is. The Orioles minor league system is number one overall in baseball. And when you say, well, you've got their sixth best player, but they've got really, really good players. So their sixth mm-hmm. best player on their in their squad might be your number one guy in your squad. So it it's it seems a little light, but you know, who knows before it's all said and done. Do you like the fact that they traded Burns away? No well, I don't because they you know, let's start there, you know, with without a number one starter, they don't have a number one starter right now. Freddie Peralta is not a number one guy. So, you know, you look at a year ago, <clears throat> Bill, and they had Brandon Woodruff at the top of the rotation. You had Corbin Burns. You had something to sink your teeth in the right there because you had two studs at the top of the rotation. A year later, you have neither one of these guys, and your three guy, by default, is now your number one starter in Freddie Peralta. So you've gotten weaker. Uh, the starting rotation was the strength of this team. And you got weaker here in the last year or so with Woodruff and Birds now both off the roster. It's just, I don't know. And you you had to lean, you have to lean on if you're going to go far in the postseason. And they didn't, they lasted 27 hours last year. You need a guy at the top, probably two, who are going to carry you because the Brewers' offense right now, even though with the addition of Reese Hoskins, is not that type of offense that's going to generate right. a lot of production. So I, I still look at it because I, I see some people are like, oh, they're done, you know, and it's like, look, maybe they lost, what, four games, five games? So maybe they go from 92 to battling for the division at 87. Is that fair? Oh, man, I, I, I think as a whole right now, without those two guys at the top of the rotation – I mean, look who you're filling in the gaps with. You're, you're expecting Colin Ray to be, the, what, the number three starter at this point? I don't know. I, I was a little surprised they won 92 games last year, but they leaned so heavily on their bullpen and their starting pitching and because they didn't get a lot of production. And, and I was hoping this offseason, now if they go out and get themselves still a third base, I'm still wholly on hope that somewhere, because they, hey, I don't care what Matt Arnold says, you got $15 million off the books with Corbin Burns getting traded. Let's go out and get ourselves a veteran third baseman somehow, somewhere through a trade. I don't know, but right. 
I don't like the options. You got to be strong at the corners. You got to be strong. You, you know, you need a lot to win a pennant. And right now, I don't see them. I, I see Cincinnati as the, the, the best team in the division right now. I hope I'm wrong on that, but it's a little deflating when you win the division championship last year and you got to you got to trade your number one starter, your Cy right. Young Award candidate. Yeah, I, I and I get that. I agree with that. I uh, I'm you know like I said, I'm disappointed. Uh, but mm-hmm. now here, here's my next question. So with the optimism for the outfield and if terrain gets better, if they keep Adamus, you still got power at first and short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you got a battle over at third base, Monticerio, this new guy that they just picked up, and then obviously Love Black. That, You've got those guys. So, you know, it's all is not lost. You know what I mean? I, I'm not overwhelmingly disappointed in all of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I just think at third base – I don't know if this, you know, Lopez is going to come in and play third base. He's a versatile infielder. He may, I, I would think that he's got the inside track on it. He's not a real power hitter. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the young guys in the outfield would have to step up. Right. Yellich would have to even have a better year than he did last year. Need something on Mitchell. Freelich's got to take it a notch higher. Uh, Terang has got to hit better than what, 217. They can't help but getting better uh, production out of first base with Reese Hoskins there. I'm good with that. Hoskins is going to play first base. He's going to DH some of the time, and I I think he's going to get 35 home runs from that spot. Uh, Adamas could bounce back, should bounce back after a disappointing season. He's better than that, what he did last year. I know the powers numbers there were were there, but he's better than that production-wise. Contreras is fine behind the plate. You know, you need some of these guys offensively to to step it up if it's possible. You got to decide who your starting outfield is, who's going to play DH. Is that going to be Yelly on opening day? What you're going to get out of Jackson Churio? There's a lot of X factors, but I, I I would not put them as the favorite right now, in my opinion. So uh, do you look at what, Cincinnati or, or Chicago? Yeah, I, I got the Reds right now. I think the Reds, yeah. I like what, what they have. Who knows? We all like thought the Cardinals were going to win the division last year and look where they ended up. They got off to the slow start and never recovered, but you know, thankfully the Brewers aren't in a real good division and that, that, that helps them out. You know, if they were in the NL West, certainly got the Dodgers there NL East got the Braves. So I'm thinking, you know, they, they're going to be, they'll, they'll contend. I just don't see right now them being one of the teams and they certainly can't get off to a slow start. And by virtue of losing Woodruff and and Burns now, everybody moves up a notch in that rotation, and that's that's a little scary, I guess. The uh, yeah, which I agree with you. Do you think there's do you think there's another deal to, uh, that they're going to make? Do you think Adamas is going to get traded, or maybe they package him up and then they end up getting an arm back? Considering you well, just picked up first... what you would what you would think there's a shortstop out there. You know that's that was my first idea when they made the trade. It's like okay, they got themselves a shortstop now. Does that mean Adamus will be on the move? Sounds logical. Right. Really, it does. It sounds logical that you know he would be on the move. Um, it's funny because Mark Antanasio, you know, the reports out there a few weeks were, ago were that he didn't want to make any blockbuster moves as far as Burns is concerned because he didn't want to send the wrong message to his fan base and the organization and the people uh, like he did with Josh Hader. So he goes mm-hmm. out and makes the move anyway. Um, yeah, I, I think Adamus could get moved. 
Who knows? But I think if you deal Adamas, and last night Arnold talked about, well, we're not in a rebuild. The Brewers kind of always are in a rebuild while right. trying to contend. Even last year, they went with young guys, but they still contend. That's that's obviously the best position to be in, is to be in a rebuild in not like the Bucks who are just all in right now, just right. all in. Uh, the Brewers with the young and their young farm system, you know, with this. With, after that trade last night, they have seven of the top 100 prospects in Major League Baseball, according to Baseball America. And I know that doesn't mean a hill of beans sometimes, and I get that. But still, that's another way you can look at it if you want to look at a positive end on this. Which, I, you know, I think that's what all of us want to do. We want to look at some yeah. kind of a positive in this. But mm -hmm. I, I still am, like you, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed that yeah. the, we kind of were led. And this is the thing. You're led to believe. You're going for it. Here we go. You're going to keep burns. Just like, you know, throw caution to the wind. We're going to do this. And it, it's kind of like, and I hate to say this, but it's kind of like the Brewers way. And then whoop, they pull the rug out from underneath you. We're in on this guy. We're going to talk about this guy. And then whoop, he signs somewhere else. Well, we offered him all this money, but you know, we're in on this guy or we're in on this manager We're you know, and then whoop, it's gone. So it, it kind of feels like, okay, I've been there, done that. I've had this belief before only to see it all evaporate, and then to see a team mm -hmm. actually perform pretty well and then build my hopes yeah. back up. You know what I mean? That's kind of where we're well, at. I mean, when that news comes across, okay, Ortiz, Joey Ortiz, who's he? D.L. Hall, who's he? Correct. You got two names back, and it's like, is that all there is for Burns? Or if we're going to trade him, can't we get some established guys? And I don't know, the Brewers, and this is the way baseball works. They're all about controllable talent. And having six years apiece for each one of these guys, but I'm trying to win a little bit here too. I want to. I want. I want better right. than 27 hours in the postseason. I want to not only win the division, but advance a little bit. But because of the economics of baseball, as you know, Bill, it's a shame that how you win the division championship, and then you got to think about trading your your standout pitcher mm -hmm. because he's only got one more year of controllable. Um, how do you look at this team now? Uh, do you, and I know I mentioned this, but, uh, I, if you had to sit here today and you had to say, okay, how many wins? And I think we are obviously hoping that Bryce Terrain could hit that Joey Weimer is going to be a guy that kind of fixes his swing. The outfield stays healthy. The back end of the bullpen is solid. Do you, I, I still might say 87, 88, 89 wins in the season. Well, that's something optimistic. You would take, if you were in Vegas, that would be the over. I think the over is yeah. before all this was like 81. I haven't checked it recently, but it was like 81. This was before well, the Hoskins here's, here's my question. Why why would it be at 81 when they won? Is it just because that you lose your manager? Uh, you know, Because you really didn't lose a lot of talent, right? They didn't I, lose. Think I mean, that, Santana was a guy, and but who else did they lose? Well, I think they look at it, too, is they may have, might have overperformed last year with Council okay. as their manager. I, I, I really think they did. I think they overperformed just a little bit. All right, they did. Um, and I just – the Brewers are always going to get that. I think in Vegas, they're – I don't know if they've ever been favored to win the division. They might have been at one time. But mm -hmm. I, I think the, the odds will always say, well, you know, the Cardinals and the Cubs, they should get the – you know, they, they they set those lines a little higher because they know people will run to the window and bet on those teams. Right. So, but I think they got a little worse – in terms of, well, you got, you got Churiel starting in center field. You don't know what really to expect expect right there. But, you know, not having Brandon Woodruff come back, the injury, 
uh, that he sustained uh, late in the year again, um, not having him back on the team. And I think there was the thought that the Brewers weren't going to hold on to Burns anyway. So that's a, that's a big loss to the team. It really is. Because I, I think, you know, back to what I was telling you about having an ace, you have an ace at the top of the rotation. When you're on that two, three-game winning streak, or a two- or three-game losing streak, you know, you can't get it done with the back end of that rotation, and then you go to the top and you got Burns pitching, trying to snap that three-game skid. You know, most likely, you're going to get a quality start out of him. You mm-hmm. don't have that guy anymore. Right. That's what's disappointing. Yeah, I guess. Um, I, I, Who do they have pegged to win the division? Because Cincinnati still needs pitching, and they believe they have some, but their bats are really good. We all know that. And last year, the Cubs, even with a bigger uh, payroll, I mean, they were good, but they weren't great by any Cardinals, stretch of the imagination. You know. The Cardinals were terrible. Do you? I mean, the Cardinals haven't done a ton to really bolster themselves, at least not in my opinion, to where they're that well, much better. They went out and got some pitching, got Sonny Gray. Um, yeah. But, but Sonny uh, Gray's best years were back when he was with the Reds. Yeah. Right? Oh, I know. I know. We've been talking about Sonny Gray, I think, for like the last 10 years, it seems. Not that, but right. like this guy is is Nolan Ryan. Um, but Would he's you not. take a flyer on Trevor Bauer now that he's been somewhat if, exonerated from the whole punch into the butt thing on the, the girl that he yeah, had out in L.A.? That's that's a tough one. He's been sitting out for a while. Right. I mean, take everything out of that equation, talent-wise, yes. I just think teams are just going to be afraid to go down that road yeah. because there's probably some uncertainty there. Yeah. I mean, he's an ass. I, I don't get me wrong. And pardon yeah. the pun. Oh, well, yeah. He, he's kind yeah. of a jerk. Yeah. But, you know. Absolutely. Know. And, you know, the the Brewers have had, for the most part, good guys in their clubhouse. Mm-hmm. You know that, Bill? I mean, the, these guys are, are pretty good guys, and they've had a great clubhouse. And, uh, you know, they don't want to mess up anything like that. I know there's a cry out there to go out and get Bauer. I just think teams will pause before they go ahead and do that. Talent-wise, I think he's real good, obviously. I just don't know with everything that comes with it if people want to take a chance. Yeah, no, I get it. Chuck, anything else before I cut you loose? Where are they going to find you? Oh, Bill, uh, we'll be on YouTube. I uh, just dropped the episode earlier this morning. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Brewers on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, and, of course, on all the daily platforms, uh, Google, Spotify, Apple, uh, or download. We're on all those platforms if you want to go to it. But, of course, do not go to it when the Bill Michaels show or Grant show is on (laughs) any other time, go ahead and go after the, uh, go after the podcast, but do not attack those two shows. (laughs) Okay. I know we got a minute, a minute here, but uh, so the picture the other day that you were, who were you with? Was it night Ranger? Oh yeah. Night Ranger last Saturday night, Bill. There you go. um, I knew I saw one at the crystal. I had not seen them in 40 years and they were doing the 40th anniversary of their tour. I saw them back in high school at Summerfest and they came up to the Crystal Grand, so Shannon and I went up there. Hey, middle of winter, late January, I love the Crystal Grand. They bring these acts up there, and Night Ranger was fantastic. Now, Good. our seats were off a little to, to the side a little bit, and that was yeah. on me. Uh, but um, I thought they were fantastic. They rolled out, of course, all their hits, all their hits. They don't have a big yeah. category like right. Ario Speedwagon has, but certainly every song they do is like, oh, yeah, I know that song. Yeah, okay. That's good. Yeah. I, I knew you were. I knew it was Night Ranger or somebody. I yep. said I don't think it was was Ario because no. you had your pants on. But it it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so I knew it was something like that. I can't remember who it was. So. I checked. REO is going to be on tour this summer. They're going to their their whole summer tour. They're touring with Train. It starts in Somerset, really? Wisconsin. Yeah, it starts in Somerset. Of all places, it starts in Somerset. Yeah. I don't know what the venue is there, but then they don't come back to Wisconsin at all during this tour, which is the Midwest is pretty big. They start in Somerset and then they work their way south, which is odd oh, and east. Okay, weird. Yeah, but I'll tell you this: that's a good that's a good bill because Train's really good too. Train, See, I both couldn't of them name are one really, song. Really I, I think what I think oh, yeah. I think what I think what REO's trying to do is they're trying to get that train audience because they're a little yes. bit younger than REO. Yes. Yes, you are. Correct. So good stuff. That's the double bill. Good stuff. Always a pleasure to talk to you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Anytime, Bill. Talk to you later. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Chuck Freeman joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Stay right where you're at. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Hey, reminder, coming up a week from tomorrow night, uh, the best of. Catch all the best interviews from the Bill Michael Show coming up out in Las Vegas. We're going to be at Radio Row in the Media Center. Also, some behind-the-scenes stuff from uh, the opening night of Monday night. Uh, obviously, some of the things and events that we do around the uh, Media Center and around Super Bowl, but getting you ready for Super Bowl 58. And uh, the interviews, the news, analysis, getting you ready for the big game as well. That's all coming up, uh, pieced together and made into a television show. We're going to be uh, airing it next Saturday night, the 10th, at 7 o'clock on My24 in Milwaukee. So uh, hopefully I, you like it. And uh, then who knows, there, maybe there's more on the horizon. But uh, we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be, again, the best interviews, all the behind-the-scenes, pictures, parties, all that kind of good stuff coming up on My24. And that'll be in Milwaukee and then all the streaming platforms uh, coming up next Saturday night, 7 to 9 o'clock, a two-hour special that they're putting together, getting you ready for the big game coming up on Sunday. So excited about that. Um, Thomas says, does REO have the original singer? Yes. Kevin Cronin is still there. Still has the white spiky hair and still tells a lot of stories. Last time I saw him anyway, it was like three, four years ago. Uh, They did a thing with, I think it was Def Leppard and Foreigner or something like that. They came to get. They actually came to uh, the uh, the Marcus Theater down at the Summerfest grounds. So, saw them down there. There we go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Coming up the next hour, we're going to talk some Packers football. Mike Clemens about fifteen minutes away. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We're not done yet. We still got another hour yet to go. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Stay tuned.